0: Thanks again, everybody, for listening to Diffuse Congruence. This is Zucki, and I'm here with Pervez. Hey,
1: welcome, listeners. Good to be with you again, Zucki.
0: Yeah, so we've started a new endeavor here uh, to enhance the experience that people have listening to Diffuse Congruence. And why don't you give our audience the heads up on that?
1: Yeah, we're really excited about this. We have just launched our Patreon page. So you have a new destination or URL that you can find the latest and greatest about Diffuse Congruence. And in addition to that, you have now the opportunity to participate by not only listening and commenting and being a part of a community of people that do check out the show, but also you get the opportunity to now support the show financially. If you go to patreon.com slash diffuse congruence, you can find out more about how you can be a part of that endeavor.
0: What we really want is an opportunity to increase not just uh, the quantity of output that we are putting out but also the quality of output that we're putting out so we're hoping that you out there in the world will be able to help us out by uh, allowing us to upgrade our equipment and as necessary upgrade our production capability and really make this show the best it can be for all of you out there
1: you know i know zucky when you and i started out and you know when when we put our brains together to kind of come up with the idea of the podcast and what we wanted it to be. You and I, you know, realized that if we were going to be preserving and capturing the stories uh, of the likes of Dr. Omar Farouk Abdullah or Osama Cannon or Imam Zaid Shakir or, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on. But if we're, if we're capturing their stories, we want to do it in the best form, using the best technology available to us. And so, you know We're only able to do that so much with, on our own, and so we thought this would be a great opportunity to allow our listeners out there to kind of contribute by becoming a monthly patron of uh, the Diffuse Congruence podcast. Patreon.com slash Diffuse Congruence, you can find out more about how you can become a patron and, and, and what um, different levels of sponsorship and patronship, if you will, uh, gets you little prizes and little opportunities to be a part of the show.
0: So our goal is to continue the momentum we've had over the last uh, five years. It's hard to believe coming up on five years now. We want to keep that enthusiasm and that energy going as we expand in new and interesting directions. And the only way we can really do that is with your help and your continued not only spiritual support, but yes, your financial support too. So we're really hoping you will join us as we take Diffuse Congruence into the next leg of its hopefully lengthy journey
1: yeah absolutely and uh if i could just add one final note to what zucky said earlier in terms of what your valuable contribution can do in addition to allowing us to kind of up our production quality and and get better equipment um you know we want to we want to get the word out uh so far again you know going on as many years as we as we've been doing the show it's been exclusively we have relied on essentially word of mouth of our listeners and um you know uh, that has gotten us this far, and we're and we're really grateful to that. But I think that with uh, a little bit more investment um, into some advertising and promotional uh, uh, endeavors out there, we can get help. We can help spread the word because uh, Zeki and I feel very confident in the fact that all it is is it's a matter of people listening to the show. I think the content sort of speaks for itself. It's really just about introducing audiences to the show. Please do uh, visit patreon.com slash diffuse congruence become a patron today and you can become a monthly patron and uh, it'll really help us in putting out the best podcast and the best diffuse congruence that we can put out there.
0: So that website once again is patreon.com slash diffuse congruence sign up to be a patron today and you will start to see the impact of your contribution almost immediately. So thank you once again for supporting us for coming up on five years, and we're hoping we can keep that energy and that enthusiasm coming for a long time to come.
1: Welcome to Diffuse Congruence. My name is Zaki Hassan. I'm here with Pervez Ahmed. Hey, greetings everyone. Good to be back. It's been a minute, but it's uh, best time as any because now we're sitting with uh, two gentlemen that, I w- uh, that we've been wanting to talk to. Well, actually one gentleman in particular is a returning guest and the other is someone who we, we wanted to have for a minute. So
2: And, and we're breaking format a little bit. Yes, we, we are. Do something a little off uh,
1: I was going to say off-brand. It's not off-brand. No, it's not. It's off the beaten path. There is no brand, per it's, se.
2: That's true. It's off the beaten
1: path. There you go. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, first with our returning guest, uh, Micah Anderson is great back. Great
3: to be here. It's great to see you Do you guys. even remember
1: sitting recording with us? I do. do I yeah. do.
2: Yeah, we we, we totally had a wonderful time my, talking my about My brother it. is taking your class, and yeah. he cannot stop talking about yeah. it. Oh, that's meaningful. Every week he'll be like, Micah, Micah said this. Uh, and he'll, well, we have a little added Micah incentive. Our wives are taking the class
1: that's true so yeah. you know put in a good, a nice little good okay. a good word okay. for us and, nice nice. Uh, how, how, yeah, how,
2: earlier today my wife was like I took Micah's class yesterday he's making us reassess <laughs> things in our lives and then she just looked at me quietly Uh-oh. for about 15 <laughs> seconds. <Uh-oh. laughs> I'm so. in trouble
4: I'm sorry man so now you know the real reason we're here <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: right,
1: right. 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 quite a reassessment there you go that's right <laughs> and, and the other voice you're hearing is of course Obeidullah Evans
4: Alhamdulillah it's a great honor a great privilege to be with you guys yeah all the way
1: from Chicago uh, yes, we sir. happened to catch him while he was out in the bay uh, it's always a pleasure to sit with two fine young gentlemen like Obeyed I don't and know about Micah. young but
4: I don't know about fine
2: <laughs>
4: you know nor do I know about gentle but
2: uh it, it, it,
1: that that that, it,
4: that is a category I think I'm I, I, I'm uh, I, I've, I've earned the title inshallah yeah.
1: so it, I mean I don't I don't know where we place on the, on the on the sort of biological age spectrum but I will say that when I when I think of Micah and I think of Obeyed I think of my elders in the world of fashion, in the world of sartorial excellence, in the oh world of. Oh, uh, in the world Dang, of. He, aroma. He, he, went went there. There.
4: He, he went there. Sartorial, sartorial excellence. excellence, mashallah. Right. And we I roll. thought I was just a fop. You well, know?
1: it's <laughs> funny because you were talking about Tahsiniyat. Um, so, you know, I think if we're talking sartorial excellence or we're talking oud, it all kind of fits in, them. when you agree, Obaid, about when we we're talking about tahsiniyat. Yeah, I mean,
4: yeah. I mean, this this idea uh-huh. of uh, things that are done with the express purpose of being beautiful, mm-hmm. um, uh, and things that um, come from uh, this idea of excellence of mm-hmm. ihsan. Um, I think you do find those things in just the crafts of artisans and craft people. Mm-hmm. Um, that take their craft seriously, um, and although it's kind of a rare commodity uh, in, the in, modern, in the modern in right. the modern period, you can yeah. still find people that uh, appear to make things with a certain pride, and uh, there's a um, there's an intentionality uh, usually that, that that goes into uh, certain uh, crafts that you can feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. and that's what I would probably refer to as tahsiniyat, or like you know, genuine embellishments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Now uh, it, it's fun, yeah, because I, I, I couldn't agree more. Because when you talk about craftsmanship and taking and having intentionality, even if it's in things that we would consider ritual, uh, like making coffee mm-hmm. or preparing tea, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we still even mm-hmm. in modern times we do have cultures where there is a intentionality and uh-huh. a ritualization uh-huh. of those things that we like to just do by the by way of pushing a button for sure right. ritual gets lost ritual gets lost and it. ritual is essential for, well,
2: well I, I, would say say, for, yeah. I would say ritual not only does it get lost it gets uh, demonized almost yeah, as, a, yeah. as a it's used as a pejorative yep that's
1: yeah. right that's right <laughs> you know I yeah well I know you talk a lot about mindfulness I mean if maybe if you could mm. kind of kind of combine those two ideas of, of, of mindfulness. And I know, like, as someone who's taken some of your workshops, like mindfulness and eating, mindfulness and walking. I mean, to me, that's also, there's intentionality.
3: Intentionality and about. presence, right? Yeah. It's like, can we be present with, can we be intentional about the way that we look, the way that we act, the way that we engage mm-hmm. with ourselves, the way that we engage with others, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think it can relate back to the concept of Babe was talking about, Isan, or, or excellence, or striving, striving, right, to reach uh, reach excellence, mm-hmm. which is also a prophetic quality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, h- how could we tie in presence into that? I think intentionality I like, <laughs> right? I think being intentional and being bringing more awareness to what we're what we're doing, how we're carrying ourselves, right? Uh, and that could mean the way that we look, the way that we engage. Uh, you know, there's so many levels.
4: Certainly. And also, too, I think with with any kind of ritual, whether you're talking a religious ritual or a social uh, ritual, it involves, um, it's almost the polar opposite of self-aggrandizement. Hmm. One engages maybe in certain kinds of performance to really heighten, the tradition itself, you know, I'm esteeming those that came before me that practiced this particular art or this particular craft, and it's not just about self-expression, which I think is often lost in a conversation about fashion. Among, you know, we think about fashion and it's purely in a consumptive, uh, it's a consumptive vein is how we think about, you know, fashion. But I think a more um, spiritually nourishing way of thinking about you know, how you outfit yourself and how you carry yourself and these different rituals in which we engage, Mm -hmm. is this is about upholding a tradition and it's about honoring the other. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, there's a beautiful hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ told people to wear perfume because the angels like it. Mm -hmm. And I think about that often. I think even the simple act of applying Oud is not merely so that People say I smell good, or so that I leave uh, a good impression, and people think of me a particular way. But it's really kind of a service to others, and it and it and it and it hopefully displays a heightened respect and regard for them, mm-hmm. and also a heightened respect and regard for the traditions that produce you know these crafts. Mm-hmm. You know whether you're talking making coffee or oud or clothes or hospitality or. You know, interior design or art or now, even industrial design it doesn't have to be these products that have built in obsolescence that are meaningless, that are made for landfills. Now, you can actually have good, solid industrial design, things that are actually intended, um, not as impersonal pieces of, you know, stuff, but... This is something you're supposed to develop a relationship with. That's you know, right. uh, one of the really interesting sunnahs of the Prophet, wassalam, is that he would name his things. That's right. You know, his camel had a name, his rug had a name, yeah. right? He his would comb. Name, his yeah. comb had yeah. a name. Right. Even these seemingly, um, you know, um, I guess, uh, you know, utilitarian kind yeah. of uh, yeah. objects of, of whatever he personalized them, which mm-hmm. indicated that he had a relationship with them. Interesting.
3: Yeah, and right, I think yeah. that
4: that is really, I mean, I mean, we're talking about the Prophet, right now, mm-hmm. that's probably the foundation of gratitude. How can you be grateful for something that's just a piece of, it's just a thing, man? It's just, know, no, but when you, know you have a, relationship, a relationship, relationship with something like, yeah. no, no, this is my car, I call it by a name. Mm-hmm. And if it were to break down, I would mourn it. Mm. You see, that's, that's a different kind of gratitude. Right. But a person that says, it's just, you know, it's just a stupid thing. It's just a, you know, whatever. You, know, you use it, you, you get rid of it, you buy another one. Uh, and that is also leading to a certain kind of environmental oh, yeah. degradation. This kind of just the proliferation of stuff. Mm. And um, we need to buy less and buy better. You know, less stuff. Right. But better stuff that's stuff. better stuff, stuff that's more lasting, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that we can actually develop a relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we would be um, much better as a as a society and maybe even a species if we adopted you know that kind of um, you know uh, approach. Mm-hmm. You know?
3: And, and when you're talking about relationship, like being in relationship to things like that, that would be a real easy kind of like intersection with mindfulness as well and like self-presence right because we're we're in relationship to everything we're in relationship to ourselves Mm -hmm. we're in relationship to others right Mm -hmm. and can we can we have that same honor with being in relationship with ourselves being in relationship with immortality being in relationship with Mm -hmm. everything right Mm -hmm. or are we doing what denying pushing away it's not right so Mindfulness is about moving towards and having a relationship with everything, even if it's something that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Such as immortality, such as uh, uh, whatever it may be, right? Sure. Grief. Or well, it's, it's interesting you talk about immortality because, it, I mean, and, and we kind of alluded to it at the outset almost jokingly, but the class that you are teaching, or the one that yeah. Zaki and I yeah. were, were, were referring to, is One Year to Live. It's a year to live. It's based yeah. on a
3: book. Mm-hmm, called the year to live, uh-huh. written and by Stephen Levine, who is a teacher who's since passed. He uh, was a uh, teacher of mine. Uh, um, now, did he write it knowing he was? Did he? Was, no, oh, no, okay, it was okay. it was before that. But what he found, he worked a lot in the conscious dying movement in the mm-hmm. '70s, which is when people were, you know, maybe diagnosed with a terminal illness or sick, and they would consciously try to be present for their death in right? the time. So, oh god t- right? tying things up and being in relationships rather than just kind of like no 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 it's like yes okay now what right how can I do this <laughs> in a way that's um, that's going to be healthy and transformational so he he was very much involved in that movement in the 70s got it um, and then found that many people who were who were involved in this conscious dying movement had such a relationship with their illness that it was transformational. And they found that finding out that they had one year to live, actually, they, were, they transformed their lives, their mm-hmm. relationships, because it suddenly made you prioritize things mm-hmm. in a much mm-hmm. different way than you may. And if, also, if you have this reality like, oh, I still got another 30 years, or mm-hmm. my imaginary life, that I'm going to be 80 years old and I'm in my and rotten I'm thinking chair.
4: how much more appreciative does one become knowing that you know, the food that I'm eating I mean, this could be the last time that I eat you know, this food or right. um, uh, the people that I'm in relationship with. Yep, this could right. be my last time speaking exactly. to them or um, I think those um, small enjoyments hmm. that we often overlook or yeah. uh, treat with disdain because we're not mindful. I imagine with a year to live, you become much more conscious of their hmm. significance. You know, that's okay.
3: one of the purposes of it right it's right. it's really to try and yeah to, to just try and really prioritize what we want to do it can be simple things it's not like I got a year to live so I'm going to go sell all my stuff and live on a desert island someplace mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's like okay can I the little things right can I show up a little bit more for my family mm-hmm. for example
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> what, yeah, what am I leaving them with like right. of, of C, me questions yeah. of legacy yeah, or yeah. yeah. you know mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. but it's just small simple things it doesn't have to be these huge things little moments like just us right and myself like connecting today man yeah. I'm really nice. meaningful and like authentic Absolutely, and like it's just right? like Absolutely. we're both being present with each other and Allah we've been sending Hibbutt. each Allah other Hibbutt. appreciation and Allah just like,
4: Allah well, what do you want, man? Mashallah. And like, now we're on the diff- diffuse congruence, which I think is a translation of Mutawati. Hey, very wow. good. Very yeah.
1: you know, yeah. really <laughs> good. You <laughs> nailed it. As a, as, as a good disciple. A try, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> as only a yeah. good disciple of Dr. Jackson <laughs> would, would, uh, and, would know, you know. You would know. The would the know correct. That that's that's right. what
4: you guys intend, which is an excellent title, by the way. Yeah. like you saying that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Thank I mean, you for that. saying that. That's right. Yeah,
1: you I, you definitely deserve a prize because I think you're the first guest that you yeah. Well, I that. think well, we're. Well, I had definitely. to remind Dr. Jackson. In fact, so yeah, that's <laughs> true. You
4: did. Which <laughs> so, you know, so diffuse yeah. congruence. Yeah, it's an interesting idea uh-huh. that um, it's almost the um, it's this kind of um, confidence in human beings that. If everybody agrees that something happened or right. everyone and it's impossible for them to conspire and invent this lie, Correct. then it must mean that that thing really did happen. Right. And that's a major part of our epistemological, it is you know, kind of framework that like, no, that's that's factual. Someone says, you know, you know, four or more independent chains of people. say, so, you know, I was there. I heard it. You know, uh, it's it's almost like uh, no, no. That that's that's human beings and mm-hmm. their experiences can actually convey absolute truth, if those experiences are yes. shared among a diffuse, correct. Uh, kind of you know congruence of of, of reports and, and people. That's right. That's uh, right. There's a diffusion
1: right. of the report and there's a congruity in what is being conveyed. conveyed so that means so it's it, it sounds it's true. sound correct. It's Which is you're right. It, it's it's a confidence in the human enterprise. That's what uh, I'm talking about. And at about. the it, same time, it's, it, 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 it kind of puts aside sort of being skeptical of the human endeavor.
4: Right. And I think that now, you know, cynicism is in vogue.
2: Well, I was going to say, are,
1: I mean, yeah. we yeah. live yeah. in a time. We're talking about
2: truth, truth. right? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, this is something is I, I, I teach journalism, and I tell my students exactly this. Like, look, when you're looking for sourcing, and I use the phrase, fr- it's like, you want diffused Congruence. They're like, what's that? So the (laughs) the tradition continues. But it's the same idea, right? You mm -hmm. want repeatability mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. sources who would have no reason to overlap or to, you know... Conspire. uh, Conspire Conspire or collusion
1: is an operative Mm -hmm. word these days.
2: Well, and and that's... I mean, you know, the phrase fake news is is in vogue these days. And I keep talking about this. I'm like, look, if something is making it into the, uh, you know, uh, respected newspapers, let's say it got there because they've been able to find
1: Correct. Uh, uh, repeatability right. from multiple unconnected sources. Well, to voices, me, it's interesting you know? that Ubaid said epistemology because I think, to me, when all is said and done and the dust settles after, the you know, and, and, we, and we finally can welcome in a post-Trump era, I think, to me, Hopefully the biggest... in, a, like, a literal sense, yeah, the dust settles, true. you know? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Atomic
2: dust. Right? There you
1: go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God help us. Um, <laughs> well, but I, to me, the, one of the biggest victims... Of of the Trump era and the era that we live in is this is 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 the idea of mm-hmm. fact and epistemology mm-hmm. and how we know the truths that we hold to be. If yeah, I may well, be
4: that, well, that's all gone now. Right. I think all, all you have really now is feelings.
1: You know,
2: yeah. <laughs> not, but you know what? You're absolutely right. And I'll tell you something. Mm-hmm. This is not. A, a symptom of the Trump era. The Trump era is just a representation of something that's yeah. been in the ether for a long that's time. That's right. The, that's the right. word Stephen Colbert coined it, truthiness. That's
1: truthiness, that's right.
2: It doesn't have to be right, it just needs to feel right. Mm-hmm. Truthiness mm-hmm. comes from your gut.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That was in the George Bush era. Yeah, right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's always been there. Yeah,
3: that's right.
2: But we've sort of, in the, and I, I blame uh, this on social media too, social sure. media has, has put all of the these varied opinions, some lesser and more valid on... On, on, on an even blanket. I tell, I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, if you see a news story from Newsweek, do you think it's legitimate? Oh, sure, because Newsweek. I'm like, if you see a news story from Newstime, do you think that's legitimate? Oh, sure, Newstime. I'm like, that's not a thing. That's not a real thing. I just made that up, but you think it's real? <laughs> Right, people. Yeah. We don't know the difference. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think you know much of uh, how we kind of imbibe information. It's really just confirmation bias. It is. You know, I mean, and, and it's it's easy for us to engineer that because I have. I'm not on social media, but I'm not knocking people that are. Um, but you can all day listen to people who reflect your views, sensibilities, opinions, experiences. Etc., mm. and you end up in just an, an echo chamber, chamber. Mm-hmm. and you begin to believe that as 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 as, as kind of representative of truth, mm. when it's it's just a very limited you know sliver of folks that actually hold that. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. No, that, that that that's an excellent point. That's an it's, excellent. It's it's the
2: the the cave. You know the the metaphor of the cave where people. You're not know, meant for the cave, right? Yes, so they just survive, air air the shadows flickering. Yeah, oh, the it's, it's the same idea, right? Yeah. Oh, this is what we know, so it must be real. Mm-hmm. 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 It's the Matrix. I mean, we're living <laughs> in the. <whether, laughs> I, mean, right. I mean, we are, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm because Okay, good.
3: The is, flung, I guess the juice yeah, is flowing.
4: the juice is flowing. I mean, I'm, you know, my, my, my style is yeah. similar yes. to Osama's in that yeah. I'm thinking of the material, but a lot of it just comes out yeah, e- right. extempor, you know, right. just ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. extemporaneously. Free style, free, uh,
2: free form jazz odyssey. There you that's go,
4: right. man. You know that's what I mean. True. Uh, well I, you
2: know, I I teach public speaking, right? And I and we I teach extemporaneous speaking and I say rehearse, uh, uh, it's rehearsed spontaneity. Absolutely. That's, that's extemporaneous. Absolutely speaking. I love that.
4: I love beautiful that. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's you have to you know, to speak extemporaneously, you just you yeah. just you have to prepare <laughs> but you're leaving the, space. I mean,
2: you're yeah, you, you know all the moves. It's just you have room to <laughs> You do. have
4: room to, to move around and feel your audience and and it works well if there's if it's an intimate space. Right when you're giving a more formal address that very linear continuity ends up lending the delivery of the content, Yes. you know, like a State of the Union type of address, you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you Would know,
3: we've been trying kind of floating around like culture creation too that's a right. little bit, right? right so I think that's been a, you know with whether it's fashion or whether it's, you know, we've talked about perfume I think like culture creation in a way that's creating stuff that's that's uh, portraying beauty, mm-hmm. portraying right, intentionally uh, intentionalizing, right. So mm-hmm. whether it's through scent, uh, through uh, jewelry, through beautifying ourselves, through mm-hmm. wh- you know clothing, whatever it may be,
4: I think it's for me. It's it's essential.
3: Mm. It's, it's an and essential it per- part of expression,
4: right? And personalizing things, man. You know, if you one of the my favorite uh, critiques from Marx is when he talks about capitalism. He talks about it being just this system of uh, depersonalization Mm. that, that one vendor has no connection with another vendor. The person buying has no connection with the vendor. And if you think about the way we go to grocery stores, yeah, I know. you have no clue of what went into raising the animals Mm-mm. that you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Complete disconnection. And mm-hmm. and fragmented. Fragmented. You have no clue of the people's lives that actually raise these animals. And people right. don't
1: want to know. People and, don't want to know. That's, and, and, that's the sad, that's yeah. the sad part. Couple, right. A few episodes ago, uh, <laughs> episodes ago we had Dawood Yassin on, right? And he talks mm-hmm. about that. Like the farm to plate. That that there's a whole oh, journey, a whole journey that man. we don't even want don't we just
4: like want to press don't even know they don't that's want right. to know right. You, you wanted ch- it to it's instantaneously too, it's too get there. Confusing.
3: It's too difficult. It's much easier to just keep things black and white. Mm. Mm. It's clear. You but just as soon as we start drifting into like, where did the food come from? That's right. How were
4: those ch- chickens treated? They're treated And, right? and, and that's what like, you
3: know. And, that's a lot to navigate.
4: And but and also too, I mean, you know, a person told me, man, if you see something being offered at a criminally low price, know that a corner was cut. Hmm. And usually the corner that was cut was a human corner. That's right.
3: That's right. There you go.
4: You know what I'm saying? That's right. But but I think all of us have been, um, we're so acclimated to just trying to find the lowest price for anything we, just because we're trying to get by. I'm just trying to find, even though a lot of these low prices on the backs of day laborers, Mm
1: -hmm. that's right, Sweatshops,
4: Sweat workers, mm-hmm. itinerant farmers being paid nothing by the Dole Company. Mm-hmm. That's right. uh, but, you know, we're just trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And I think more conscientious mm-hmm. consumption where it's like, look, I can't pay, you know, premium for everything that is labeled organic. I just don't have it
1: like that. Mm-hmm.
4: But if I can actually have a relationship mm-hmm. with the person that grows my food. Correct.
1: Like that well, we talked a, about, just you know, go out there and befriend a farmer. Have a connection with a farmer. I mean, you know what I mean? Well have a relationship, yeah. relationship with yeah. the
4: person that makes your clothes. Like there you Marshall, go. shout out to Usman Aslam, you know there you what I Frank Lloyd. You know, and, yeah, and, and more. You, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But yeah. you know, uh to have a relationship right. I think it it, it it increases empathy. It's almost like you know, I mean, I know this person. So I'm perhaps more willing to pay a little more because I know this person isn't robbing me. These, these aren't major corporations exactly. that are raking in money. Exactly. I'm a small farmer, I'm, a, right. I'm a small artist, and I make few clothes for a few people, but you know, it's not, right. uh,
1: you know. I might pay a price equivalent to getting three slacks for, for a single pair, but at least I, I, I can sleep well at night knowing that it wasn't made in some sweatshop shop. in China Absolutely. or Vietnam. Uh, and I know that, you know, not to mention the, 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 uh, the, the, what's the word, the cosmetics of it, it looks better, it fits better, sure. there's all that. Right, right, mm-hmm. But I mean, even from an ethical perspective, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. I mean, people ask, well, you know, why do you do it? I mean, it's not just the looks, it's, it's, it's to be able to, like you said, knowing that I have a relationship with the gentleman making it. Mm-hmm. And I also know that he, he imbibes like correct mm-hmm. practices, ethical practices in terms mm-hmm. of the people he employs and so, yeah, absolutely, man. And that, and that applies to food. That applies to so much Everything. of our... It of
3: increases, a- and you said the important word, empathy. Absolutely. It increases mm. connection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we're either mm. going in one or two directions. We're either going towards each other, connecting, or we're isolating. We're moving mm. away from That's each other. It. Right? Mm. That's it. And it's like, how can we start to just learn how to connect more? Absolutely. So even through fashion food all this stuff Mm -hmm. we can learn how to connect through those
4: things absolutely you know when you see them as products of a a, of a human endeavor man i think sometimes we forget man Real human beings actually make this stuff, man. That's You, right. know.
1: That's you know what exactly. I'm saying? This
4: is not just like you press a button on the machine, it yeah. pops out. That's
1: right. These are it's like real, real people
4: person. with That's families right. and, and struggles. struggles yep. and right. you know, and I there think to know. be connected to that it increases your, your level of Absolutely. empathy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean we've you know
1: right like right we have had mukhtar on the show, we've been talking about coffee. Oh, talking oh, about, yeah, you know? And it's like again, it's it, it's that idea of well, yeah, you might pay nine dollars for a cup of coffee, but guess what? You know, it wasn't it wasn't mass produced it wasn't you know mm-hmm. I, it, I, he could tell me the history well, of the you, bean you
2: get the story that comes with that's that what I'm couple saying couple you, know, you get the story that, that comes with your suit
4: and then you, and then also too I mean it, it encourages it encourages you to consume less less you know because nine dollar cup of coffee I'm probably having one every couple of days
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, that's not going to be my, exactly. you know not, I'm not drinking that like duck right. Donuts, baby that's you know right. what <laughs> mean? Or, yeah. or if you were going to a farm and sacrificing your own animal right exactly right? You would find your own halal hashtag and you know, I guess that what Yassine yeah. talks about. It's like you're going to consume less meat.
4: Me, you know, a friend of mine said, man, you know, one of the most effective diets he ever went on is a person told him, look, you can have anything you want as long as you make it yourself. Mm. He said, when you see mm. like, if I got to really go cut potatoes, make my own fries, I'm probably eating french fries much less. <laughs> I got to really mix flour, make my own cake. I'm um, eating cake, That's much right. less. That's right. You know. Right. So part of our even culture of obesity right. is just the convenience with which we can access this meaning absolutely. of the stuff. You know, just right. go pick yeah. it up. But if you actually have corners this, that are cut and all the corners that are cut and to, and make those, to make it accessible,
3: To make it accessible. last longer, in the packaging, whatever it may be, right? right. right. Absolutely, right. man. So which, are, which is
2: harmful for ourselves?
4: Absolutely, mm-hmm. man. So yeah, no, much in, in,
2: in multitudes of ways, because. The, the, all the preservatives and everything make totally. it harmful and then you're eating more of it because it's, it's easier to get harmful. And it's cheaper. Yeah. It's cheap, right? that's yep. right. But the cheap comes out expensive, right?
1: That's the that's that's right. the cheap that's comes, comes out expensive. What, a, what was the documentary? Yeah. Like, like like the cheap price. What is the the, the price of cheap
2: Oh I know the cost of cheap prices. It, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a documentary
1: on Walmart. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, and no, it
4: was fascinating. And, was, you know, and, and, you know, Walmart, man, I mean, and I'm not, I mean, I, I've, I'm i sure I've supported Walmart probably in the last week. I mean, you know, so I probably went there and got something. But, I mean, a person told me that they're very intentional about destroying small business where they go. Hmm. You know, the mom and pop stores, they're making sure. Yeah,
1: crushing. yeah that's right. We're, we're crushing It's we're, built into the business model. Yeah, it's, we're crushing. it's not incidental. We're, yeah, it's a we're, feature, we're, not a bug. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's we're, right.
4: We're, we're going to make sure that these small vendors. Got to move yeah, them out. Yeah, right. You know what do they? You know what? What are most people buying from them? Okay, we'll sell it for a cut rate price. Yeah, right. Just to knock them clean out. Just mm. Diapers, milk. Okay, we got that. Get rid of them quick. Yeah. Hmm. You know, so Walmart's not sponsoring quick. our show right <laughs> 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 Not anymore. We've <laughs> <laughs> <You've> lost <laughs> a potential advertiser. <laughs> no, no, but but, 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 but I mean. Yeah. You know, I mean, corporate power is something that you have to, you have to, I mean, there has to be some kind of relationship with it. I mean, mm-hmm. People that mm-hmm. accept corporate sponsorships, I'm not like anti-them yeah, yeah. or anything like that. I just want to say, if Walmart wants to give me or I love some money, call me on <laughs> yeah, my cell. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. That's right. Reach out for me. We can yeah, make something yeah. happen. You know what I mean? Straight up.
1: Well, on that note of reaching out to you, uh, so, Obaid, I know this was kind of a teaser for our audiences. We want to have you back uh, for a full episode, inshallah, in the future. And, of course, we'd love to have Micah back on the show. Uh, He's always doing some new and exciting things. So, um, Obaid, before you leave, uh, Mm -hmm. maybe where can people find out more about you and about the work that you do out in Chicago?
4: Alamprogram.org. You know, Mm -hmm. my work.
1: Maybe before we end, we can end on. And we've had Dr. Fareed on. We've had Dr. Dr. Jackson on numerous times. MashaAllah. So, so I mean, we've talked about the Alim program, but I think mm. from your perspective as the yeah, I think you know Alim.
4: Right, well, well, the scholar in residence. Scholar I've, and been, I've been sorry. I've been serving as ED for a while right. too. Um, it's it's a it's a an organization that focuses on Islamic yeah. literacy. Yeah. Um, so we're not, there is no, uh, we're not trying to produce ulama, yeah, you know, right. like scholars of the religion, right. in spite of the fact that the name is Alam. That's right.
1: Which is an acronym and not a... Which
4: is an acronym and not a focus. <laughs> not a,
1: yeah, uh, we just. Right.
4: We, I think we believe that, you know, Muslims working in various fields of endeavor, uh, be it social work or entrepreneurialism or uh, business mm-hmm. or, you know, all of the professions or... Labor, uh, if they are empowered by the Islamic tradition, uh, they can produce um, uh, a culture of, uh, of, of beauty mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and a, a culture that is deep uh, and very profound yeah, yeah. and a culture that vivifies. Right. Um, and so, you know, we, we aspire to, um, you know, assist Muslims in in, in accessing that kind of literacy. Correct. And I think
1: Um, consistent with what we've kind of been talking about in terms mm -hmm. of being also better informed consumers of things, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to consume the tradition and to consume what's out there, especially in this marketplace of ideas what I find I mean remarkable about Alam is that it gives you the wherewithal it gives you the tools necessary to be able to navigate through what's out there and be better consumers
4: yeah that's you know and that's literacy we've always focused on kind of being an overarching kind of organization that wants to give people tools to explore the tradition in whatever ways they want to you know we're not trying to shepherd people into a very specific kind of group affiliation or 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 ideology or it's just tools with which one can access the tradition uh, and be empowered by it. Um, And we, you know, mashallah, we we believe very uh, Fervently, yeah. you know, know so our you went mission.
1: from you had that journey, and we'll talk about on, the, on when we have you on the show. But Inshallah. from alumni, someone who attended the show, yeah, now, to now scholar in residence, mashallah. I mean, I, I, I'm an journey. alumni as well, but now I just do a, hmm. a podcast. But anyway, Come
4: um, on, <laughs> man. this is a former <laughs> professor at the <laughs> <laughs> University of San Francisco. <laughs> please, 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 please. This is you know, hey, perfect. You know Come on, man. Come on. We know, we, <laughs> <laughs> we know, <laughs> we know who you are, man. It's pleasure. He doesn't wear Superman cufflinks for nothing, you know what I'm saying. Come on, we know. Oh, yeah, man. Come on, man. Thank you. Don't give us this Clark Kent stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
1: you
2: know, even just, we went, We went all that. That's, that's right. right. Even Clark Kent doesn't wear Superman That's gopins. right. That's right. <laughs> so,
1: cool. Well, ahead. again, thank you. Thank you for not only you saying those nice went. things about me, but thank you for being on the show, for taking the time. Uh, Micah, uh, always. Uh, thank you. Uh, no, always. 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 Any, anyth- anytime. Okay. Great Great all right. Thank you so much. And, uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, and, and, and
2: you will hear both of our uh, guests back again, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. inshallah. looking, forward, inshallah. To looking forward to it. Consider this the
1: on-mic commitment. That's right. right. Yes, there you go. this is an
2: done. on-mic commitment.
1: And gotcha. Done and, and done. And in gotcha. the meantime, you can find us on diffuse Congruence at gmail.com. You can you hit us up El on M- Facebook. Talk. That's right, dot <laughs> Facebook.com slash diffusecongruence. Thank <laughs> you so much for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll catch you on the next yeah, episode of Diffuse Congruence.